Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to this episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And this is going to be episode number 53. And when you listen to this, it will be May the 24th, but we are recording it on the 6th of April. Now, April is apparently, I'm informed, Stress Awareness Month. And uh, we have a great guest coming up a bit later, Andrea Newton, um, who knows all about that and wants to talk about that. So we're going to be talking to Andrea a little bit later. So this is going to be coming a little bit after Stress Awareness Month. But I think stress awareness is useful at any time, don't you, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's amazing how stressful things can get at times as, uh, you know, as, as business owners, whether it's juggling it with the family we've all been through a very stressful period with the pandemic uh, and the myriad of other just minor business issues that crop up that can create stress what do you do Shelley to kind of dissipate stress as and when it kind of comes into your life um that's a really good question I don't really know um I haven't really thought about quantifying or breaking down yeah I do jigsaws Mm. Uh, and I read I think for me escaping into a book um, a make-believe world where usually there's a some sort of a happy ending Mm. hopefully or they catch Mm. I I read a lot of crime thrillers Um, they always catch the baddie that that always um, satisfies my sense of justice yeah um, that they that they get caught in fact we've watched a couple of series recently on on the tv Uh, we started watching um, a series called your honor which I'd seen somebody on social media recommend Mm. and David and I we watched the first episode and we decided both of us decided that we didn't want to watch anymore Mm. Um, mainly because we didn't agree with the premise because it looked like the baddies well they weren't really baddies but they were going to get away with it yeah Um, I don't know if they did because we only watched that they may not have got away with it in the end don't know yeah but the point is it looked like that's how it was going to develop and neither of us felt comfortable yeah that. it's a really interesting point though yeah um we watched another series which was excellent but I was disappointed in the ending and that was Bloodlands I don't know if you've watched that it's a BBC no. series no, I would I recommend it it's yeah. uh, it's about the troubles in Ireland right okay and about bent coppers and right. it was really interesting so I won't I won't say why I was disappointed mm. in case you do watch it but I think you'll understand bearing in mind what I said before mm. what why I was if you do watch it why I was disappointed in the ending thinking so. of bent coppers yeah. line of duty yeah please, brilliant please tell me you watch line of duty we do <gasps> we we just caught up with it last night for yeah. me we watched two episodes last night um, gripping yeah. every week it's it it almost builds that stress because <laughs> you can feel the tension in this yeah and it's great and you think oh wasn't quite expecting it to go like that and it's one of those yeah. that just twists and turns but you can totally lose yourself in that yeah I, thing yeah yeah I think that's the point isn't it you can lose yourself in another story yeah so I tend to I'll I, I'll read 
um, or I might bake sometimes cooking and baking is is kind of a, a de-stress um, sometimes going for a walk helps um, I'm I'm a naturally lazy person when it comes to exercise so walking is probably not top of my agenda but it um, but it but it does come up soon I mean just going out and sitting and looking at the sea because we can yeah. um, you know I in fact I bought myself the other day I bought myself um, a thermos cup so that I can make myself a coffee and go down and just find a bench and just sit and drink coffee by the side of the sea. Oh, well, it's not by, we're on the yeah. top of a cliff, but um, overlooking the sea, that, that's yeah. kind of my idea of, of, of heaven. I, I like the water, mm. I find the water very soothing. Yeah. So, so I think that's, that's kind of what I do. So yeah. distraction, distract myself from whatever it is that's, that's stressing me out. But sometimes that's, that's, what you need isn't it It, it's that taking you away from the situation or set of situations that are creating that tension in your world that yeah helps you and I'm sure Andrea will have a lot more tips and you know ways that we can manage that I'm sure I'm sure I'm looking forward to having a chat again Andrea is somebody I've known via the trainer communities that I'm in um we both know her from another Facebook community that we're both in yeah and um yeah it's going to be it's going to be fun having having a chat with Andrea about all the stuff that she does and specifically about stress awareness as well but other than that um we this is the second podcast we're recording today listeners as you will have heard in last week's episode because that was the first one we recorded today. So we've kind of exhausted all the topics of what we're going to do for the rest of the day, I think. <laughs> so I think we'll we'll move swiftly on from that. We'll go and queue up the interview with Andrea. Welcome back, listeners. And now we have with us the lovely Andrea Newton. Welcome, Andrea, to Virtually Amazing, the podcast. Now, am I right that April is Stress Awareness Month? It is indeed. It's Stress Awareness Month and has been since 1992. Oh, well, I, um, I, I think know this, that. Yeah, I think this year, to be honest, we need it more than ever. So that's perhaps why this year it's getting a little bit more uh, airspace, if you like. Yeah, that's great. Well, I just have to own up that we are recording this on the 6th of April. So we're bang in the beginning of the Stress Awareness Month. However, it won't go out till May because we batch record, but it will be relevant whenever it goes out because stress is with us all the time. In Mm. fact, in in our opening segment, Joe and I were discussing what we do to de-stress when stress shows up, but perhaps you can give our listeners a bit of an introduction to yourself, who you are, what you do, and why this is so important to you. Yeah, sure. So I've been um, involved in the the corporate world, shall we say, for 26 years now, which is incredible, Shelley, because as you know, I'm only 21 um, (laughs) in in my head. (laughs) Um, And I work with organisations to help them create mentally healthy and psychologically safe workplaces, um, encouraging lots of open, honest, frank dialogue so that people know where they stand, what's expected of them, what good looks like and really so that conversations can be had so that issues are dealt with um, or indeed so that people get the support that they need. So you can probably see already why stress awareness is important to me Um, and I know for example that in certain organisations stress is seen as a bit of a a badge of honour 
um you know it's it's kind of if, if you're not stressed you mustn't be working hard enough sort of thing and also some of the managers that I work with who have perhaps been promoted because they were good at their jobs rather than necessarily be good people managers they can find that quite stressful um as can the poor souls that work for them so they find they've got a boss who was good at digging holes but perhaps isn't that great when it comes to people skills yeah so in a nutshell that's me and that's why stress matters Absolutely. So our audience, as you know, are virtual assistants. Virtually Amazing is, is a podcast mm. for virtual assistants. Yep. And we also, I mean, I'm a trainer. I'm not a virtual assistant, but I train virtual assistants. Um, Joe is a virtual assistant, a, a very competent GDPR one you've now morphed into, haven't you, Joe? Yep. But um, as a business owner, and you must have experienced this yourself running your own business, Andrea, um, we also have stressful situations so have you got any coping strategies or top tips or anything that would help Mm. I think you're you're absolutely right there Shelley it doesn't matter whether you're an employee or whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're self-employed the world in which we live is very fast-paced very future focused very results oriented and obviously the last 12 months has Mm. been a, a period of great uncertainty for people so I don't think there's anybody that hasn't in some way been affected by the pandemic and we know that the figures for stress anxiety and depression have increased significantly as a result of that Mm. and they reckon that the the three factors that have made that big difference is lack of connection lack of certainty and lack of control so I think for your listeners as VAs no doubt they've been on the the tail end of all of that stuff whether personally or professionally so I think you're right I don't think it matters the environment stress is all around my biggest advice, my best advice is prevention is always better than cure. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, a, an, an ounce of prevention is always far preferable to a pound of cure. So I'm on a bit of a mission to encourage people to think about things that they can do that are more preventative. Um, But also as well, to be honest with themselves, I sometimes think that we sometimes kid ourselves. I'm all right. I'm okay. I've just had a busy couple of days Mm. when actually our bodies and our minds are saying we need to rest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do get that occasionally. And and, uh, I have been known to decide I'm just not going to walk through that door over there today. This is my spare room, which doubles as my office or as it was last week, my kids bedroom. So but it's back to being my office, thankfully now. But there are days when I feel I just can't go through that door. And because I'm my own boss, unless I'm delivering a live workshop, I actually have the freedom Mm. to make that decision. Yeah, um, but not everybody is in that kind of privileged position. So how do you cope with that when you know you need a break, but you um, don't feel you can take a break? I think if you, you find yourself in that situation where you perhaps haven't got the luxury of that choice, it's about sort of um, thinking about what have I got to do and perhaps doing a little bit of prioritising. Maybe mm. we don't have to do absolute... Mm everything today maybe we could just chunk things in the day can we build in a break even if it's just getting away from your desk at lunchtime getting out perhaps for for half an hour having a walk in the fresh air um you know 
really thinking about if I absolutely have to be here, how can I make it well, you know, sort of give myself a little reward for everything that I do achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a colleague and she keeps one of those little mini trampolines under her desk. (laughs) And whenever she feels that she's getting sort of a little bit stressy, she'll get the trampoline out and literally have two minutes, which just completely changes the energy in our Mm -hmm. bodies and also the chemicals in our brain. Yeah. So it's it's just little thing that we build into the day if we haven't got the choice. Yeah, that's really interesting. You say that about a two minute trampoline break because I'm currently listening to an audio book called um, Atomic Habits, mm. which was recommended by some other trainers mm. in another community. And uh, I don't know, have you have you listened or read it at all, yeah. Andrea? I, I understand that the main concept of it is choosing little things that we can do consistently and well yeah. and building on top of perhaps existing habits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But this morning I was out on my walk along the seafront. Um, I'm, both, I'm, I'm showing off there when I walk along the seafront. <laughs> I'll own up to it. I was showing off. But uh, yeah, so I was walking along listening. I've been listening to the book because it's it's just easier that way when I'm walking along. And uh, this morning he talked about his two minute rule and his two minute rule was to break any task down into a two minute segment because it's about being consistent, showing up and doing things. So that just sparked that, that connection. Mm. You know, he says like, if your goal is to read more, it's kind of, well, I'll read one page because you can read one page in two mm. minutes. Eventually you won't just read for two minutes. You'll just keep going. But um, that two minutes really, really, made me. and that, that, I think that's a really cool thing. I'm oh, mini trampoline sounds like fun. Mm. Well, that because that changes not only your your kind of energy levels, but it also changes our internal um, biology. Because as yeah. I'm sure you know, whenever we have any sort of stress response, um, you know our body downloads adrenaline, cortisol, and noradrenaline to get us ready for the the caveman fight or flight. Um, and if you think about it, if we're not having to literally fight or, or be because it isn't a physical stress, where do those chemicals go? Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's a big suggestion that today's stress is actually creating inflammation in the bodies, which mm. leads to both physical and mental health problems. Um, so the, the bouncing on the trampoline absolutely changes your state of mind, changes your energy, but also gets your system active. Yeah. So, gets rid of you know, that little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is that, that two minutes just, you know, chunking things down because I think sometimes stress comes because we feel overwhelmed. So it may well be just sitting back and making a list and prioritizing and, you know, just giving as you say, two minutes to the tasks that we perhaps don't enjoy quite so much. Um, But very much about recognising that if you're having lots of days like that, you really do need to take a step back and really think about, you know, sort of the, the overall picture. Because whilst as human beings, we respond well to a little bit of pressure, the right place, in the right way, on the right days, but if that pressure is prolonged, oh, we seem to have lost Andrea for a minute. It becomes overwhelming. 
Yeah, we lost you there for a minute, Andrea. Oh, okay. I think the okay. internet connection went a bit foggy. So, so you were just talking about if the pressure becomes prolonged. Yeah, if we if we sort of dealing with pressure on a let's say basis it's ongoing it's prolonged for a period of time that can actually take us from a place of high performance actually into feeling weary fatigued even burnout so you know if people are starting to realize that the stressful days are getting more frequent than the not it really is a, a kind of a message from the universe to take mm -hmm. a step back and, and really rethink it all yeah, yeah yeah joe have you got anything to add or comment or ask andrea at this point i have to say that i totally understand um everything for me it, it's a swim that's that's what i and i have found the last 12 months not significantly stressful but I have missed that coping, not, not even the coping mechanism, but that for me, the, the, the swim with the mm. repetitive, consistent action, mm. up and down, emptying my head, you then, I don't know whether it's you deal with the stress better or it opens up your mind to thinking creatively about whatever that problem is, mm. but that's been missing and I can't wait till after the 12th I have to say <laughs> but again yeah. that's that's a combination it's a combination of factors there Joe because you've obviously got the physical movement so yeah. again your system your energy levels yeah. are changing um when you're swimming you can't really answer emails or talk to people no. on the phone or scroll through social media so <laughs> you know there's there's a digital detox going on and um, it's an opportunity, therefore, for your mind to be disconnecting. Yeah. And often that's when we can be really productive because our mind, you know, kind of incubates ideas and thoughts. Mm. So all of those things together. And I guess as well for you, because I know you're a mum, a little bit of quiet time away from the <laughs> demands of being, you know, three things all at once so all of that combined that's why your swimming matters so much yeah I, I would totally agree because it's it is that me time because I, mm. I normally go first thing in the morning while you know my husband's still at home mind you I've got teenagers now so it's not as relevant but um and, and just emptying my head. And I hadn't even equated it to not being accessible mm. by social media and all of those additional things. But it is that you you don't, you're, you're not at the end of the phone, the email, the, yeah. you know, the notification going ping, ping in yeah. your head because yeah. so, you, d you so don't even, take the phone. No, even if you wanted to do that, you couldn't because yeah. it isn't practical yeah. to do so. You know, you're not going to tuck it down the top of your swimming costume. Sort of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> not a good look. Never mind how, what it would so, do to your you phone. Know, it's all those same things. For me, the important thing is that we yeah, no, not not a good look, not a good look. But it's it's about us all finding our equivalent of what that self-care is. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe obviously gets a lot from the swimming. Shelley, perhaps yours is the walk along the seafront. You know, I do a daily dog walk because that gets me away from my desk. It gets me in the fresh air. It gets me out in the yeah. country and it gives me that headspace. Yeah. And we need to really appreciate that self-care doesn't have to be sandals and candles. You know, yeah. it can yeah. be whatever works. 
yeah. for that person? Well, I'm, um, as many of my lis- our listeners know, and many people know about it, I am Jewish and I'm Orthodox, which means that we have Shabbat every week. So from sundown on Friday till sundown on Saturday, we don't do anything that equates to work um, insofar as that's even turning on a light. So certainly no digital stuff. So every week I have 25 hours completely away from social media, my inbox and everything. And I have to say, I don't think, I mean, I never used to be, you know, growing up, that wasn't the way we were, but um, I couldn't go back now to being seven days on. Mm. Um, and I think mm. having that structure mm. um, is really important. And we just had a, a holiday as well. We just had Passover when we were mm. just after we were recording this, going signing with Easter. So we had even more um, detoxing days, which yeah. were festival days. And I think that's that for me, that's that's really important. But I also swim every morning in the summer. Um, we have an out we have a swimming pool in our block of flats and it's outdoors we can only really use it in the summer because it's freezing in the winter (laughs) and I'm not brave enough I'm just not brave enough to go out in the freezing cold so uh, I'm looking forward to when that reopens although they're threatening that it might not open this summer because they've got to do some work to it so we'll Mm. see but I do miss yes I'm with you Joe. I'm missing the swimming yeah so yeah well that's I think I think as Andrea says though it's not everybody's going to swim, not everybody's going to walk. It could be the dog walk. And, you know, some days it could just be a bar of chocolate. Mm. And that really works too, doesn't it, to help? <laughs> I know it's. I know we should all be talking fitness and health, but sometimes a bar of chocolate or whatever that is just answers that need. But, you know, it's, um, I suppose the other side of that is, you know not a bar of chocolate every day no and and that's the trouble you say that's the problem that we've had with the pandemic and during lockdown Mm. joe people have been reaching for different coping mechanisms to make themselves feel better and as you say the occasional bar of chocolate absolutely but there's also been people who perhaps didn't used to drink during the week they'd only drink at weekends but now why wouldn't you they've not got to drive anywhere the next day they're not working and that's where we sometimes have to think about if our stress is taking us towards unhealthy coping mechanisms that in itself can produce another lot of stress you know if you suddenly find that you're you're dependent on whatever that little strategy was and you know for me at the moment I can't go out for at least the next six months until I've lost 45 pounds that I've gained as a (laughs) Um, an impact of the corona stones that I'm carrying so <laughs> you know not always helpful my love that sugar no, no. definitely not definitely not isn't that isn't that the um never drink your calories phrase or you know never eat the additional it, it is that's that what well, I can't remember what it is now but I, I it's um oh. it, it's that yeah. kind of thing isn't it but we've but, uh, all done it yeah, we've all done it. But I think also the other side of that is also we you get that rush and that feeling momentary feeling of, OK, I'm not stressed anymore. And yeah. then you immediately go into feeling stressed because, you know, 
<laughs> what you just did was not good for you. Um, or you get stressed because all of a sudden you realize, yes, I am drinking every night and I'm not just stopping at one glass of wine. I'm having a bottle. And then all of a sudden that's a whole different kind of stress. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, you know, if you think about, I used to be a smoker. I mean, I've more than 20 years ago since I've stopped but I used to see smoking as being my stress release and actually if I think about it what it was is get I was getting away from my desk I was going standing in the fresh air I was chatting to like-minded people um, and I was literally taking 10 minutes away from whatever it was so can I reproduce that same effect without the nicotine yeah you know, yeah. oh, and again, it's the same for the chocolate or the gin or, you know, whatever our vice may be. But, you know, as long as it doesn't become a, a dependency, but it's more about finding those healthy coping yeah. mechanisms, whatever they might be. Yeah. yeah. I, I sometimes find just going in the other room um, and sitting in the chair with a cup of tea and like staring mindlessly into the distance just for five minutes yeah. um, can, can help definitely definitely and that doesn't involve a bar of chocolate and right. and I just don't have chocolate in the house I did last week it's Passover we I have eaten a year's supply of chocolate <laughs> there is no more chocolate in the house in fact I said to my husband last night I said look there's two squares of this particular chocolate which I like and he's not that keen on uh, I said I'm going to throw it away because if it's in the cupboard I'll eat it he said no no I don't like waste I'll eat it <laughs> <laughs> well he was doing a service but <laughs> Yeah, there you yeah. Go. but no I mean it's you know it's, it's those sorts of things isn't it it's about removing that temptation as well um, to yeah. a certain extent I do agree with does... the cup of tea as well because sometimes you know if you especially if you've been stressed by something and you're on the screen all day just that stepping away and mm -hmm. I'm also a, an ex-smoker as well and you know just stepping away for 10 minutes having a cup of tea I mean generally I'm on my own anyway but that that sort of staring in space, cup of tea, and then you're ready to start again. It, it can feel invigorating, even if you're only going to walk to the kettle and, yeah. and do that yeah. process. So. And it's, it's that whole, um, you know, everyone's heard of Stephen Covey, but one of the habits that people don't talk about as much is the habit of um, the taking time out to sharpen the saw. You know, and the, the story, as I'm sure you know, is the story of the woodcutter who believed that in order to achieve the results that he needed, the volumes of wood, that he, he didn't have time for a break. He couldn't possibly stop for lunch. And, and so he, you know, pushed on regardless. And obviously, as he did, the saw becomes more blunt. So it's, it's also something in the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. You know? The more we push against it, the, the more hours we do, the more we try to cram in. Actually, the less effective, the less productive we become. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what um, when we've got our VAs who are working predominantly on their own, but some of them will be in teams, there could be all sorts of stressors, much like in an organization, if you're working mm -hmm. with a team of VAs. So just because you're not all in the same building doesn't mean you're mm. not going to have the same sort of team dynamics. So what strategies or advice can you give? I, you know, obviously along the stitch in time saves nine or the mm. ounce saves a pound, it's the same mm. analogy. Um, but, but what sort of things do you think people can set up ahead of that to alleviate stress that might occur later? Mm. I always suggest to people to sort of think about their well-being a bit like a bank account and acknowledge that there's going to be rainy days but in order to have something to fall back on we need to have made some deliberate 
deposits, yeah. deliberate investments up front. And I'll always encourage people to look at something simple like the five ways to well-being, which talks about five of the key things that we could all do that's a deliberate investment in our mental health. Because we can't stop the fact that certain things are going to crop up, you know, a dissatisfied customer or an angry client or even just a traffic jam on the motorway when you're trying to get to a, a meeting with a client, for example. You know, we can't always control that kind of stuff. But the more we invest in our own emotional resilience, the more we develop those, you know, sort of strategies and habits actually the better able we are to cope because the stress isn't what the issue is it's our perception, perception. of yeah. it yeah um you know so sitting in a traffic jam getting all stressed actually doesn't change anything but if you have been um you know sort of practicing maybe mindfulness you've got into the habit of being able to reframe you've done some personal development you can deal with situations like that so much better so it's really about every single one of us, whether we are a VA working at home on our own or whether we're in a team of others, it's about us recognizing the importance of good self-care and acknowledging um, I, my, one of my favorite sayings is you can't control the waves, but you can learn to surf. Yeah, that's a, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That, yeah, it's really interesting because we. I, I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm finding that sometimes our podcast episodes go in, go in waves and we seem to talk about similar subjects bunched yeah. up together. So the podcast, we've this is our second podcast recording today. The first one, which would be last week's episode, we were talking to Dinah Tobias, who has launched Blooming Menopause. Uh, and we were talking about self-care and being aware before the menopause um so very very a different kind of stress to the ones sure. that you're describing but very similar ways of dealing or coping mm -hmm. with it and uh why is it that as humans we are so inept at taking our own advice well they do say that we teach what we most need to learn <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah indeed um and I actually think it's, it's part of I think the world in which we live where it's about faster quicker higher more um and it's also about what does success mean to you you know and really starting with that and as I'm sure um Dinah will will probably have mentioned you know especially during the menopause because of the hormonal shift the biological changes that can also negatively impact on our mental health yeah um you know and can even lead to depression and, and suicide ideation so as women particularly there's also certain hormonal and biological factors that we need to consider when it comes to managing our our stress responses um, but you're right, you know, so many of us know what we ought to do. Um, but there's a big difference, isn't there, between yeah. knowing it and doing it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all know that we ought to eat healthily. We ought to exercise yep. more. Um, we ought to take time out. We ought to do mm. all these things, but we don't actually do it or we no. do it for a bit and then we stop and then we yeah. start again. 
So. And, and the risk is, Shelley, I mean, you know, the, the work that I do is mainly because of my own lived experience that I didn't invest in my own self-care. I ignored um, the, the feelings of, of burnout um, and I carried on regardless because clearly as a business owner, self-employed, a gobby northern bird, that was what was expected of me. Yeah. And then when the big waves hit, I literally had nothing in the tank. And that's when, you know, I spent that time rooting around at rock bottom and peering over the edge. So I want to use my story to really encourage other women, you know, and, and I'm guessing your audience is predominantly, though. Predominantly. Yeah, but no doubt there will be um, male uh, members. It's, it's kind of recognising that often as women, we play lots of different roles. And we still, stereotypically, statistically, we are still the main childcare provider providers for example um and so sometimes it's about recognizing that we need to be kind to ourselves yeah and I'm I'm not somebody who's known for pink and fluffy I am indeed known for being a gobby northern bird who drinks a lot of gin swears and watches rugby um <laughs> but I do appreciate the importance of that self-care and kindness now having come through a period of, of depression, anxiety and, and suicide ideation. Mm. Um, so, you know, I really want my story to be a way of helping other people realise that actually taking time out to sharpen the saw isn't selfish. It's actually yeah. critical, yeah. especially in today's very busy world and especially given the 12 months that, that we've just lived through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a really, really important message. And um, yeah, it's a, I've just gone completely blank. It, it, it's, it, it's a very powerful message and, and, and a useful reminder to all of us that self-care is not selfish. Yeah, no, definitely not selfish. Really critical as to use your own words Andrea so thank you for that that's been a fascinating yeah. delve into stress and some techniques that we can use to help ourselves go have a cup of tea somewhere and stare into the distance go for a walk have a swim whatever it is um, just take time out when you start to recognize that you are reaching that critical point where you just can't step through that door today yeah. so it's really really important and find somebody who can support you as well I, I think that's also critical isn't it to For find sure. somebody you can talk to about those yeah. feelings yeah but being honest with yourself is the very first step and making sure that you're not putting your energy into suppressing or ignoring yeah. how you're feeling um, and actually being bold enough to say, I, I think I just need a, a moment. You know, we, we've all got a, a limit. We've all got a level. And um, for me, that self-awareness piece is, is the first step on that path. Mm. I do resonate with what you're saying because um, it's now oh, 2000 and something, five, six. When did I start there 2002 started the business so what do you mean around 2001 ish 2000 2001 um i was actually employed by a fantastic training company which was a very safe environment mm. and one day at the end of a training day i completely went to pieces with the person who managed me and, and i 
kind of got to that point where I recognized I've been sitting on a lot of emotion. It was like 30 years buildup of stuff. I'm not going to bore you with the story. It's not really that glamorous or anything, but it, 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 and it's only at the point, I think when you said you were rootling around at rock bottom, you've got to acknowledge that, that you, mm-hmm. that you have to get help of some mm-hmm. sort ended yeah. up in six months of therapy, which was the best thing that I need, what, what I needed to do at the time. But yeah, you're right. You, you, and then you forget about it. Well, mm-hmm. I did. I kind of, you kind of, okay, I've got through that. I'm better now and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on with it. But every so often you need to remember that because you yeah. need to make sure that you take that step back and, and take that time out mm-hmm. and yeah. build that in. Absolutely. Yeah. Or else all your energy goes into wearing a mask and pretending mm-hmm. that you're okay, which again depletes the resilience that you've got available to deal with any tough stuff. And, you know, nobody could have predicted a global pandemic or some of the things that we've, you know, we've had to adapt to over the Mm -hmm. last 12 months. And, you know, given that we can't control external environmental factors like that, the only thing we can do is take good care of ourselves Mm. so that we're in a good place to be able to, you know, to ride it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating, Andrea. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And we will put on the webpage that goes with the podcast all the details of of where people can find you and how they can get in touch with you and all the rest of of those bits of information. And uh, and just once again, thank you for coming. You're more than very welcome. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Welcome back, listeners. And we were just having a chat before we started recording this ending segment about how amazing and important um, Andrea's message is about stress and preventing stress from appearing in the first place. I think that's very, very valid um, advice. Don't you, Joe? Yeah, it's it's something that we can't get away from and some stress now and again drives us and it's good for us to be pushed that little bit but there's a line between being pushed and just as Andrea said getting to a dark place where you really feel out of control and it would be so easy for us all working alone especially after the 12 months we've all experienced to, to just let that go yeah because um you know when you work on your own one of the great things is one of the things that I know you really like doing which is going and sitting in a coffee shop every so often to work yeah and it's about having those people around you you yeah. may not need to interact with them on a one-on-one basis but it's you it, it's important to know that sometime in the week you're going to yeah. see people and also going to physical networking events I mean I've been doing networking online as we all have in this pandemic and for me that's been great because I can't get to the networks in the UK that I would normally go to but it's definitely um, something that when you work even if you choose to be your own boss and work from home or from an office by yourself Mm. um, losing access to general people yeah is hard and, and the other thing is that it's, you know, we've all been, not yes, stuck at home, stuck with the same kids, the same husband or brother or sister. Yeah. And while they're great, there's something about going to a coffee shop and having that conversation that's, 
oh lovely da, 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 da. how are you great thanks for the coffee oh by the way what's in that cake and yeah. you're just having chit chat with somebody who is not part of your family circle yeah. it's not a client it's not and you're passing the time of day and it it takes you out of your business and you know that five minute interaction while yeah. you're paying is sometimes enough to just lift you Absolutely. Especially if the person tells you you're looking good today or you've got a nice jumper on or whatever it might be. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. So one of the things that it's actually made me think about that could be stressing people out. And I'm going to do a little plug here. So Mm. close your ears if you don't want to listen. But um, one of the things that could stress you out is being given a piece of work by a client that you don't know how to technically do. So you Mm. probably know what you need to do, but you maybe don't have quite all the technical skills to do it whether that's making a spreadsheet add up or creating a fabulous report in word or a perfect powerpoint creation presentation Um, and investing some time in learning that stuff before you need to use it um, could be a great way of relieving the stress around being given a task that you're not up to or that you don't feel that you're up to. You may well be up to it, but you might think you're not up to it. And often what we think is what we feel. um, And then there's a whole downward spiral there. So go and have a look at the course directory on tomorrow's VA and see what is there that can help you alleviate that stress, either as a just-in-time mechanism, because once you buy one of my courses, you have lifetime access to it. You never have to pay me again. And whichever one you've bought, you can just keep going back to. So even if you bought my How to Create eBooks and Lead Magnets for Word course, which has got just about everything you're going to need in your daily working word life in it, you even if you did it today and didn't ever need to use it and a year down the line somebody said oh can you do that for me and you've forgotten you can go back and refresh because it's it's there forever so um yeah in all the nearly a year of podcasts I haven't plugged my stuff very much so I think Mm. I'm allowed what do you think Joe am I allowed I think absolutely yeah (laughs) I'm allowed I'm allowed go buy my courses there you go um no serious honest honest that that really is a serious thing because I know for me I get stressed if I don't know how to do something and I I have to learn something I've been asked to create um an onboarding video for a technical subject that is not in my wheelhouse and I have to make sure that I I mean I don't actually need to know anything because they've given me everything they want me to say um, not a script, but I'm, I'll put the script together, but I know what it needs to do because I've seen what they've already got. It just needs to be a little bit more polished than what they've got. But for me, um, the fear is that I won't know enough. Hmm. So I'm yeah. doing some reading around the topic so that I understand the, the broad brush. And at least when I'm doing my voiceover, I can do it with confidence. And that's what I mean about taking the stress out of a technical situation knowing how to do something I think can alleviate a lot of stress when that client says I need that presentation by five o'clock tomorrow and then you've got to go and learn it all in order to do it and turn it around that can be stressful that's just one thing that that sprung to mind in relation to stress but that's enough of that for today it's seven o'clock here in israel it's been a really hot day today it's been the first really really hot day um 
which I'm sure you don't want to hear, but it's been uncomfortably hot today. It's been 27, 28 degrees. It's been one of those thick, soupy heat days, not a pleasant hot day. Mm. So, you know, it's nice when it's hot, but this is kind of like in hot soup. Um, but uh, I think we've finished with the winter now. I think we're headed to the summer. So that's quite, quite nice. So I will make sure to be up and out on my walk early tomorrow. So. It sounds wonderful. Um, temperature here, I think maybe we've crawled to eight degrees. Oh so, <laughs> yeah, I'm Sorry back in the fleece. That. I'm back in the fleeces and the thermals. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet I would be too. Actually, it's quite interesting. I don't know how I would cope with the cold now. I mean, it gets very cold here when it's cold because, as we've talked about it before, we don't have central heating and we don't have carpets. And we don't have thick curtains so we haven't got the padding and the innate heating mm. and also everything's made of concrete or marble so it's you know ceramic tiles or marble tiles on the floor so it's all it's built for the for the weather like we have today um yeah. so when it's cold it actually does feel really cold yep um, so it's going to be interesting how when i come finally get to the uk and i'm going to be in the uk in june i'm coming for the pa show that that i'm definitely doing so that's that's quite exciting. I'm waiting on the announcement by Boris Johnson next week about when I won't need to quarantine coming into the UK because that will make a big difference to us. So it, it, he did mention that Israel was, um, you know, one of the top countries. They referenced that as part yeah. of the discussion. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're hoping that we'll be on the green list and that because we've been vaccinated, we'll be able to come in and not have to quarantine when we get there. And yeah. so we're looking forward to that. So the minute the minute that's announced, we'll be on a plane. Well, maybe not quite the minute because we may not be able to get a flight, but because there'll be a lot of people thinking exactly the same thing. You've got <laughs> mass <kids>. exodus. <laughs> yeah, mass exodus because people have got children and parents and yeah. brothers and sisters. Um, but we want to see our son in London and the baby who is eight months old now. And we've not met him yet. So we want to go. And I, I was just talking in the, in the little hiatus we had there. My, uh, my son called me with my granddaughter, who's four. Uh, and we had a nice chat. She's not she's a bit video shy. So if she actually wanted to talk to me, it was really nice that I was able to talk to her. So. Uh, so, yeah, so we're really looking forward to being able to see them. So we might nip over for a, like a long weekend. Uh, and then I'll come back in June for the PA show. So um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yep. That's something to look forward to. I Enjoy think... your evening. Thank and you. We shall catch up. We shall catch on up. On our next recording. On our next... Absolutely. Okay. Thank right. you, listeners. As ever, Shelley at tomorrowsva.com, Joe at jlbbusinessconsulting.co.uk. Tomorrow's VA um, is my website. Virtually Amazing has its own Facebook page do give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and we'll see you next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then. <laughs>